Hey, well, hey, 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 what is up, guys? Welcome to Sound Advice, episode number two. All right, this is the podcast where we give relevant advice every single week. I'm Marcus. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kirsten. All right, well, let's just get right into it, shall we? All right, okay, so first shall. thing we've got is our worst job experiences. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> I mean, let's just uh, let's see what, what we can talk about. We've got interviews, the job itself. What y'all want to start with? What y'all want to start um, with? I feel like we should start with interviews. You know, that's the first step to a job. True. All right. So here's who here has actually had a bad interview. Me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had two bad interviews. My first ever interview was at Johnny Rockets, which is like an old fashioned little diner. Um, and they actually like dance and everything. Like the waiters get t- together and dance and stuff. And I was like, this will be cool. Like, I don't want to work in food service, but like dancing, fun. Um, so I had an interview there and it was like this really old lady who was interviewing me and like, I don't know, she was like very grumpy. Like she wasn't like a nice old lady, you know? Um, and I don't know, she was just really rude. And, but I think like at the end of it, she liked me and I was like, okay, so I got the job and she basically said yes. And then I went home and they were like, oh, we serve alcohol here and you didn't get the job because you're too young. And I was like, you could have told me that before. She's a minor. Yeah. And then... Even worse interview was at the local movie theater. I just wanted a job there because I like movies. And um, no, he had me, the interviewer, he had me sit in like the party room where like the kids go for birthday parties. And first of all, that setting was just like, why? Um, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, no, he just comes in and sits and like, I guess I wasn't prepared for the interview. I was just super nervous and he just basically like said all these questions and like he looked at me like I was an idiot as I was like answering and I was like oh no dang dang and yeah I basically knew I didn't get it coming out yeah that's horrible wait like you talked about Johnny Rockets right Mm -hmm. was that where we went when we went to Ocala yep (laughs) yo okay okay. I feel like that's a mediocre place to eat so it kind of is it was cheap though they had some good songs there I know they had like Earth Wind and Fire and and whatnot over there so that was right they have the music I was like I can dance to this I'll yeah, I don't remember them later. dancing though. I don't they didn't remember dance them dancing. Yeah, I should have sued those suckers. <laughs> <laughs> but no. What about you guys? You guys have any bad interviews? Uh, not really. Although I have to say, my mom definitely held my hand for a lot of them. So I remember um, my first job I got was at Florida Gulf Coast University, right? Mm-hmm. So I was working in this place called the Small Business Development Center. Really cool place. It's where you help people uh, start their small businesses or get them off the ground running. It was really cool. But um, anyway, I didn't even know that, you know, I was going to have the job. Pretty much what happened was my mom was like, Marcus, uh, put on some nice clothes. You got a job interview coming up. Like she she really like literally arranged it for me and everything. Mm-hmm. And so she just said, OK, Did so she I'm going to for you. Yeah, she applied and everything for me. <laughs> I mean, I was totally almost unaware of what was happening. So I just walked in and like my hands were straight shaking because I had no idea what was happening. You know, mm-hmm. I walk in there. The bosses are there, the supervisors and stuff. And they're just asking me questions, and I'm just answering them to the best of my ability. And I ended up getting the job. But, yeah, it was a really great job. So it was really cool. So if you got anybody who can uh, who can hook you up like that, hey, yeah, make it happen. Yeah, connections are great. But, like, yeah, if you're going into an interview really nervous, it sucks. Yeah, so my first job was Starbucks, and my aunt, it was it's on campus. And my aunt knew, she went to Starbucks every day. She worked across the street, so she knew them really well. And she was just like, oh, my niece is coming here next year to go to school. So... You know, if you need anybody. And then basically right then we were just saying hi. And then the boss guy was like, let's do the interview right now. And I never did an interview before that. And I wasn't dressed well at all. And it was like, I was I was like, oh, uh, sure. Like very nervous and everything. Yo, you weren't dressed well? What were you wearing? No, like a, a, like a tank top? top. <laughs> oh my It was gosh. the middle of summer. And we were like, I went to, I came to visit her. And then she took me over there. Oh. And he's like, let's just do it now. And that is... Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, I I feel like he, like, beforehand, because it's like a campus job, so a lot of times they just, like, let you work there Yeah, if you're decent. So. I mean, it wasn't even a full shirt. No, yes, it was. What you, I said a tank top. A tank top's not a full shirt. Yeah, you call that a full shirt. I mean, it's not my fault. I don't know. Oh, it's my fine. gosh. Yo, it's funny that you talked about uh, uh the movie theaters, though, Bona, because mm-hmm. I think that that was a job that almost every high school kid wanted. I mean, I always wanted to work at a movie theater. I still kind of do. I just thought it was really cool. I've heard really bad things. I mean, yeah, it's a very basic, it's not like anything spectacular, I imagine. And I imagine you would like 
go through the aisles and like clean up throw up or like other bodily functions sometimes. Yeah, um, well, not about that, but and like trash, like people are just rude in movie theaters. I mean, I want to be the guy who who just sits in the front and, and just asks for you know whatever ticket the guy wants. So that would be cool. oh, like at the front. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm not trying to be the the janitor. See, that's what I, not the janitor, but like I was applying for like one of the positions where like you take tickets and then you clean up and. Yeah, okay. not about that. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad, actually, like in retrospect, that I didn't get the job because I got my other job. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember I also had an interview at the Health Science Center Library, which is where I'm working right now, and the interview went really well. One thing I can definitely say is that the employers, you know, whoever's going to employ you, they are looking for something really specific usually in the interview process, and I kind of found what they were looking for during the interview, and that's really how. I stood out to them because I remember they were saying, you know, what what qualities do you have to make you stand out? And I said, you know, I'm punctual, I'm reliable. And they're like, well, you're, you're punctual? But and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I'll make it to work on I time. Hope so. But I feel yeah, like that's like yeah. a common trait, like, of all workers. Like, everybody on the resume is like, punctual. Like, you're supposed to stand out. Yeah, I mean, more. you better be punctual, sucker. You that is important. Be punctual. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, at the library, it was just something that they were really trying to stress because I guess mm-hmm. a lot of the workers just wouldn't come to work on time because it was a library and I guess they thought it wasn't important. I don't know. True. All I know is that they were really happy to hear me say that. So they were just saying, hey, you got the job. You got the job. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool, cool. I didn't even say anything yet. <laughs> See, um, I had an interview at Chipotle and it was a really, like, the best interview process I had. It was, first it was, like the one of the managers and then it was the general like higher up manager and then it was um two workers that work there because their whole policy chipotle is if you work there you have to approve of other people that are hired basically mm. um and usually they do that in different days but they just did mine all like all at once and it was really great it was um kind of like marcus said they were looking for very specific traits and it's important before you go into a job to, or in an interview, to research the company. Obviously, that's kind of basic, but just look it up on Google. Um, even there's obviously, there's like YouTube videos out on how to get hired at certain places, which mm-hmm. actually really help. So just do research. And honestly, it made me feel way less scared going in there. And if you're just personable with them, kind of a lot of times, obviously, depending on the job, you're kind of joking around, stuff like that. It'll get you a long way in the interview. Yeah. Also, like look up like common interview questions beforehand and have answers prepared like even write them out and try to memorize them because they're like so often reused and it's very important that you like have a good answer that kind of fits the criteria yeah yeah that's a really good point i do remember there was a question that they gave me and it was like a trick question you know Mm -hmm. so my employer she asked me what would be your worst trait or what would be something that you say your worst trait would be something like that yeah and um you know, you don't don't actually say your worst trait because right. you will just not get the job. You know, if you're out there saying something like, uh, "Yeah, my worst trait is uh, I'm a I'm really messy and I'm I'm really uh, I really hate uh, talking to other people. I'm really antisocial. So if you hire me, I'm just not gonna talk to anybody <laughs> or you know stuff like that. Like, don't don't do anything anything similar to that. But in that situation, I think you should try to frame it like. As in, you do have a problem, but you're trying to work on it yeah. because they like that progress. So, like, if you do hate people, just be like, I'm quiet, but, like, I'm really working on coming out of my shell and talking to people. So just pretend like you're working on it, yeah, even if yeah, you want. Yeah. That's a huge <laughs> point. Like, that question, just look up how to answer it because yeah. there's so many different ways out there. But make sure you end on a positive note with that mm-hmm. question, um, rephrasing it as, but I'm working on that now, and I think I've gotten better through the years. Here's an example of how I've gotten better with this job. Hey, so. I don't know about y'all, but when I got asked that question right i answered it like a savage so i went in there and they asked me the question right so i say hey i say my worst trait is i'm a perfectionist and so that can really uh i guess conflict or uh be abrasive with other people who aren't perfectionists and then you know i can see why that would be a problem in the workplace because i want something to be done right and not everybody wants it that way so i've yeah, actually it heard is what it is that's a bad so thing to say Hey, they loved it. They were like, ooh. <laughs> I've heard advice and everyone says the perfectionist thing. I mean, if it works, it works. But yeah. try not to say that because I think for a lot of people, in my opinion, for a lot of people, um, it comes off as 
you're not going to get stuff done until it's perfect, which is not really what companies want. They just want it done. So, I mean, I'd say that like some level of professionality. Yeah, though. but perfection is not going to yeah. be. It depends on how you say it. Like if you say it like really cocky, like I'm a perfectionist, blah blah blah. Like I'm gonna like tune in on every single like minute detail. Then it's like okay, calm down. But I don't know. It could be seen as a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're right. But uh, I answered it like a smooth operator, so they were all over it, you know. That's how that's how I roll. You feel me? Nope. <laughs> so how do you guys feel after an interview? Like, Terrible. Cry. Oh. <laughs> I always feel pretty nervous, but I mean, at the same time, there was not an interview that I've gone to where they haven't told me before I left whether I got the job or not. Nope, I never know. Really? Yeah. It's That's not common horrible. to know. Like, I feel like sometimes you leave and, like, you can have a good idea of whether or not you got hired. Yeah. But, like, I the only interview I've had where I, I knew I was getting the job was my current job um, because the interview went really well. Like, I really loved the guy interviewing me, um, Boss Greg, shout out. Um, and he basically said, like, do you like this place? Okay, like, I'll email you. And I was like, cool. Sweet. Yeah, I, if you, I don't know, I think it's just some people are just better at it than others too. Like don't be down on yourself if you genuinely just can't really interview well. Yeah. And it comes with practice as many people say. And obviously a lot of people just don't want to practice because they're already scared of it. But a lot of colleges and schools offer interview sessions where it's just a fake interview. Mm -hmm. And just that conversation where it's professional, but also one-on-one, it's really helpful. Um, And a lot of, for me, I usually feel pretty decent after an interview just because I don't know, but I don't know, after an interview, I just, I try not to think about it too much. Otherwise, you stress about how long it's going to take for them to get back to you, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I would say keep, you know, if it's a job, keep just applying. Don't make that your end-all be-all. Yeah, like like I said, like the movie theater job, like the interview was so bad. And I was like, I'm never going to get a job. But then, like, I applied to a different place. And now I have my current job, which is a much better job. So so keep just, yeah. kind of brush it off. Once you're done, just brush it off and, and, and keep applying. Cause yeah. Don't be discouraged. If anything, it's practice. And if you get it, then you can get that job. And if you don't, you already have an application already sent in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I agree. And don't say yes to two people, though, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about, like, job experiences in general, though? Like, do you guys have any bad ones about, like, making mistakes in the workplace and then trying to fix it? Oh, heck yeah. So I feel like one of my biggest mistakes, well... I guess. I don't even know what to call it. It's a mistake. But I, I would fall asleep at my job sometimes. Marcus. <laughs> That's terrible. Fire. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't be like for a long period of time, but it would it would definitely happen sometimes. I could feel myself dozing off. I'd be at the library or something, and then, you know, I'm just looking around, and, and then I'm just asleep, you know? So, yeah, it definitely like, you know, drink some coffee. Uh, do something that'll keep you awake. I would always, you know, slap myself or something like that real quick before uh, I would before I would get like caught by my boss or something. So I never actually got caught dozing off, but it's happened a couple of times. You're fired. See, I had a really that doesn't that's kind of that's not that bad. Yeah, that's mild. OK, so I have a bad situation at Starbucks. Um, this is very this is all customer related, but it was painful. So uh, someone actually and it was not customer. Um, a coworker who it was her first day on the job and she was doing the food area thing where you cook the food and you just go get it give it to the customer and so she's doing that I'm doing something else and I'm I happen to be right by where the people get the drinks and this lady says hey excuse me um I think there's blood on this bag what yes like what? a food bag Ugh. I know nothing of what's happening because I'm just doing my own thing and I'm like, Did, oh, you got that somewhere else? She says, no, that was from here. So I look at, yeah, it's, you know, it's, she's right. So I just take it back because I literally don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I go to the back and I tell a manager and she says, oh, just offer her a free food coupon thing. Because uh, she was horrified as well. But we kind of, that was not, not a situation we've ever. I mean, was it like a lot of blood or was it just, you it know, was, a little. If it's blood in general, though, it's blood. Like, ew. Yeah, but like, it's something like it a was, drop of blood. No, nah, I was decent. Like, you could very easily tell. That's. Whoa, and whoa, whoa. so, okay, my boss, though, it's never happened to her before. So the situation was very weird for her. Yeah. So I go and hand her this food card, even though this is not my problem at all. And she says, no, that's okay. She was very sweet, actually, about it. Like, she did not complain very much, which was surprising. 
She's like, no, I, I don't think I want food from here, which was understandable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the girl that that happened to was gone the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. But like, I don't know. How do you do that? I don't. Your first day. How do you bleed on the bag? How do you serve it in like? Apparently, she just cut her finger and like. Did she not notice? Was stressed. I don't know. I don't know the story about. Come on, girl, get a band aid, man. But for me, I was like horrified. I'm like, where did this come from? (laughs) Is that why they fired her though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a huge lawsuit, you know. Yeah, I got I got some blood on my bag. It was, it was at least the outside of the bag, though, right? Like, not, yes. Okay, but in the food. <laughs> How? I don't know. That's so terrible. No, that's awful. I got some blood on my coffee. So think about twice if you want to work in food service. Personally, I Starbucks was not even like food to me. Obviously, we were serving food, but I it wasn't food. No, but no, no, no. I meant like because it's yeah. drink based. I really, really love that job. If you like, you know how Marcus is saying like the library, he just kind of sits. Yeah. If that job suits you and you want to do homework, whatever, totally do that. But for me, I like being on my feet and serving people and stuff like that. So I really enjoy that job. You're a servant? Yes. <laughs> it's fun to interact with people. So. Yeah, it's fun to get the get the average customer to come back with a with a little <laughs> blood on the bag. Do you have? I have another story, though. If you Do you have one? I don't even have a bad experience story. This is at my current job. I was kind of ish my early recordings but i feel like not not early enough to be doing this but um the training was a little weird it was just kind of as you go along you keep learning and i recorded this three-hour session but without without audio so these late it was professors that came in and they recorded the video and i just did not record the audio part so they had to record three hours of of this and i was horrified and don't do that what a disaster luckily i'm still there (laughs) yeah i work at the same place and like i've made minor mistakes like that but not like a three hours three hours i'm not not, like shaming you like it's an easy no i but i've yeah i've come to terms with that i did that but it's a learning experience so like now you know not to do that (laughs) luckily it was very nice clients too who just came they didn't really they just came in and did it again so um so on that aspect though if you're doing a sit-down job and stuff your work is seen, I feel like, meticulously. Mm-hmm. You know, like technology-based jobs, you really have to focus. Yeah, make sure you don't make any mistakes yeah. like that. Hey, at least I didn't put blood on a bag. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You did not, uh, you know, risk the customer's life. Exactly. No one's lives was at risk. True. Well, I'm trying to think if there was any actual really bad experiences that I had, you know, working at any job that I've had. I just can't think of any right now. I mean, they were all really straightforward and chill, so. For me, like, I worked at the newspaper, um, and the only bad part about that was, like, we did not get paid at all. Like, we got paid, like, 10 bucks a night, and nights were, like, eight or nine hours. And one night I worked election night, which is where, like, results don't come out for the local elections till like, midnight, and then everybody has to write the stories and, like, get pictures and gather them all together. And I didn't get home till like, 4 or 5 a.m. at the newspaper, Getting paid ten dollars a night and it was just so rough. Yeah, it's, that shouldn't be legal. But that isn't legal. I, I don't know why that it's should not legal. be legal. Like I enjoyed the job experience and I'm not saying anything bad about like anything that I learned there, but like their payment was so bad. I feel like that's not legal, but it's like the whole college thing of like internships. Yeah. Do it for the experience. Literally, that was just... my mindset. So no, yeah, especially when you're a freshman, like you're like whatever. Yeah, I was like, nah, they ripped you off, girl. They did. See, I would have at the time. I probably would have done the same thing. I'd be like, "Oh, whatever." You know, it's just. I feel like it got me a long way. Like I've gotten connections with that. Yeah, for sure. So many positions. So I mean, sometimes you got to suffer. But a good quote by Kelsey: (laughs) "Sometimes you have to suffer." Sometimes you got to suffer. Kelsey Bona, twenty seventeen. It's true though. All right then. All right. So, yeah, just you know the job thing. You you know just with the application thing, just keep going. If you don't get one job, it's it's not personal. Just keep Mm -hmm. going. Learn from your mistakes. You'll get a job eventually. All right, yo, but what about, you know, we got to the beginning. What about the end of the job? Quitting. So if you're going to get rid of your job, formally resigning, mm-hmm. quitting, whatever you want to call it, how do y'all do that? I feel like in a standard job, you would do, like, the two weeks resignation. But I feel like a lot of bosses can be intimidating, and, like, you don't want to, like, upset them and be like, I'm leaving. So that's kind of a weird thing. But, I mean, you know, just that standard way. I mean, have y'all ever quit any jobs? Kirsten Clark? Um, Starbucks, I it was easy because 
I it was during the school year. So after I was done with summer A, I was just saying, oh, I'm not returning in the fall, which a lot of people did. So it really was that wasn't a big deal at all. Um, and then Chipotle. Um, first of all, I only got this as a summer job. Like I, I knew that I didn't want to stay there. And that was already nerve wracking to me because I would hate to like be like, all right, two weeks. Like the whole process seems scary to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But my boss is very sweet and everything. But one day I was, you know, on the line or whatever. And then this customer calls and says, "Um, I'm in the hospital because there was chicken in my veggie bowl and I have I have an ulcer. Oh, snap. (laughs) Which I don't think that's how that works. But anyways, um. So basically, he called us back one by one and was like, hey, this happened. Make sure, you know, you're watchful and stuff. And I knew for a fact, like, I did not put the meat in this bowl. Like, I really was sure. Mm-hmm. And um, then a couple, then like an hour later, um, the other manager says, all right, Kirsten, you can go home early. Ooh, and okay. yeah, obviously, like, that means, to me, that meant, oh, oh, you did it. So... I was, like, upset and everything, so I just <laughs> left. Just quit from right there. Yep, I did. Sure. Just wow. because I know I should, I mean, looking back, it's whatever, because I was going to quit eventually, but the hours and the money was not, I don't know, I had this whole battle in my head of, like, is this really worth it? Yeah. So, yeah, I quit then, just because, to me, I felt like they were blaming me for this. And then later, I got, the, we were talking, like, email, and um, the boss was like, oh, we weren't sending you home for that. We needed to cut out. We needed to cut time because we didn't do too well today. Um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. A bunch of excuses. The manager was supposed to ask one of you or someone else if you, who wanted to go home early. It's like, no, we just because he, he sent me home. He didn't say, like, who wants to go home early? So it's just kind of a bunch of red flags for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never quit a job like that again just because like it was very stressful. And you don't want to break ties like that, you know, if you don't have to. Now I can never go to Chipotle uh, <laughs> there again. Uh-oh. But Yo, it's crazy, though, because, I mean, Chipotle and Moe's, you know, two very similar places and two very similar stories. It wasn't me who ever worked at Moe's, but, you know, one of my best buddies, Anthony Sanchez, that guy, what? he used you to work at Moe's. Moe's. Yeah. I don't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, two years ago, my freshman year. Oh, he, uh what? Yeah, he used to work at Moe's. And, so, uh, here in campus? Yeah, the one wow. right here on campus, yeah, right next to the uh, the Chompit. That's funny. Yeah, he used to work there, and he said one day, like, they were really close to closing. It was really close to closing time, right? And this huge swarm of people just came in at the same time, and they were just, you know, being really rowdy and stuff, and he just hated it. And then he just quit on the spot. Right? Oh, my like, God. I, I can see him doing that. <laughs> this, this is like, I'm done. It's like this. Oh. Wow, there's something about those places over there. Something about Moe's and Chipotle, I guess. I yeah, that's crazy. That's kind of weird, weird though. Like it wasn't prompted by anything. Yeah, he just he was just tired of it. He just had to get out of there. See, I couldn't do that. Like, I almost didn't quit. Basically, <laughs> like it's a, it was always a back and forth. But um, I don't know. Some people like if they're fed up, they're fed up. No, Anthony's very strong-willed. Like, I don't want to make this about him, but, like, one time I was at this meeting with him, and people were, like, staying after to clean up, and he was, like, really hungry, and he hadn't slept for, like, a long time, and they were like, Anthony, I think you should stay, and they were, like, pulling him aside and, like, lecturing him, and he was like, mm, no, I'm gonna go, and I was like, dang, like, <laughs> hey, I could never boy. do that. I would have stayed and just, like, been complacent. Yeah, that is my boy, man. The iron will. It just depends on the situation and stuff, I feel. I can also be very unprofessional, though, but, like, sometimes you gotta stand up for yourself. Yeah, man, got to do what you got to do. Now, personally, I don't remember any jobs that uh, I had to give any, like, two-week resignation to. I mean, most jobs that I started that were, you know, especially seasonal, uh, they would know pretty much from the get-go when I was leaving, so. That's good. I, that's a good idea. Because <laughs> for my Chipotle interview, they're like, because I was like, oh, go to UF, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, you're, you're planning on going back? And I just, uh, at that moment, I was like, no, I'm probably going to take a <laughs> semester off. Which I knew I was not going to do. Yeah. So basically the whole time working there, straight, I felt straight bad. Lying. So like, don't don't ever just go into there like already setting yourself up for something. Just be like, actually, I do plan on leaving in two months. That's fair. I mean, Although that's I my to... that's my personal thing. Yeah, I mean, it's good to be honest. But I did hear some stories about how people clutch some jobs by uh, by like pretty much pretending like they weren't going to go that's back to true. school. Yeah. And it... then they just, you know, be like, oh. My financial aid dropped. It looks like I I can go back to school. Yeah. Sorry, we have a friend who does that like every summer. <laughs> it's a it's it depends how you feel about the company. If you really don't care, and you think they kind of go through people 
enough as it is, then, you know, do it if it benefits you. I think sometimes, like, our friend's mindset is, um, like, he wants that connection after working there. And, like, if you just, like, quit after a couple months and they know you're going to quit, then they're like, okay, screw this guy. But, like, if you're like, oh, I have to go back to school now, like, I'm going to get my life together, they're like, oh, okay, I'll, like, write you a recommendation letter or something. Oh, okay, yeah, it's like leaving on a, on a, on a good much note. better note. Yes, yes. Okay, and almost like it's almost like a uh, I don't really want to leave, but I have things to. have yeah things have come <laughs> up, so I I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, you know? so a lot of people do that, but but to me, like he, he, I feel like for some of those, he told the people he'd come back maybe, that's and true. I feel like that's a bad idea. Don't uh, don't lead on the company, especially if it's a letter of rec and they're gonna call them up. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like they forget you ever said that. After yeah, but if it's a new job and they call that person, and they're like, oh yeah. They are good. They were a good employee, but they never came back. So true. They promised to come back. They never kept their word. I don't know. I, also, I would never put that on my resume as someone to contact. If it's a job shorter, like that short, I would never do that. That's true. Like personally, sometimes you need it though, depending on your situation. Yeah, if you got you know no other <laughs> job. Yeah, experience. but yeah. like a summer job, I personally I don't think that's worth putting on there because they see the dates and they're like, okay, two months you work there. But all right, guys, should we move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so our next segment is going to be a little bit political, which a lot of people are probably tired of. Um, but here on the UF campus, the other day there was a Nazi. Um, he was wearing a swastika on his arm. He was pretty much provoking people. He was doing, like, the Nazi salute a couple times. And there was basically a big protest. And what we kind of wanted to address was, like, first of all, why was he there? Um, and second of all, like, what are our feelings on it, and what should you do if you have people who are, like, you know people who are Nazi sympathizers or, you know, just terrible people? It can be broad, though. Like, yeah, yeah. someone who's micro has micro does microaggressions, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, like, full-out Nazi. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's the times of today. Yo, well, that guy was... Personally, I, I always thought he was joking. Like, I thought he was just a troll, you know? Just because, like, the way I saw it, because, you know, he was in um, Torrington Hall, which is uh, just this really open plaza. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just didn't see him saying anything. Like, I expected him to, to do something if he really, you know, believed what he was talking about. So I just thought he was a troll, you know, just trying to stir up some nonsense. But, uh, yeah, apparently he actually was a troll. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was some interview with the guy. And he was just saying it was a social experiment. He kept saying that, but I think that was kind of like a cop out. Because obviously, I mean, if you're willing to put yourself in that position and stand up there and, like, wear what you're wearing, then I think you believe some of it. Uh, he also said the Holocaust didn't happen, so... Yeah. I don't I don't think... I think he, he can frame it that way, but I think some level of him obviously believes in that. Yeah, you know what's wild? Some people actually say that. Like, there's, a, there's like, a real hate group around. Uh, I checked on the hate group map. It's actually really crazy. Like Google America yeah, hate group yeah, map. Yeah, yeah. yeah, have you seen that? So many. It's scary. Yeah, there's tons of hate groups in America. I mean, I don't want to scare nobody, but it's Just, out there. I mean, it's the reality. Yeah, it's out there. But um, but yeah, like they're, one of the hate groups is this group that's like talking about how the Holocaust didn't happen. Mm-hmm. People who just deny the Holocaust. And it's just wild. I mean, they're just saying, yeah, Hitler didn't do this and uh, the Germans didn't do that and the Nazis didn't do this. And it's just, it's wild. Yeah. And, like, even other groups, like, not even just anti-Jew, but, like, racist groups and, like, people against LGBT rights and all this stuff. Like, there's so many people who have been, like, brought out into the public eye, mostly because of this most recent election. Yeah, But, like, if you know somebody who's who doesn't share your opinion on that subject, like, what would you guys do? Um, I think... It's interesting coming to college versus high school because me and Kelsey went to a pretty conservative high school and I learned in high school kind of personally I just bit my tongue because people those kind of people I didn't really care about their opinion because I knew what they already thought and I knew it wouldn't change but I think college is a lot different. Um, it's, I mean, it's funny because I feel like you meet someone, you become friends with them and then something comes out that they say that you realize like, oh, okay, I don't agree with that. Um, so it's a hard line of like, how close do you want to be with that person? Do you want to not talk to them completely? Like, what does the issue mean to you? Right. So even like on Facebook, if I have people added who I was friends with in the past, but now they're posting like all these very conservative things that I personally don't believe in. 
then I'm just like, okay, unfriend. But like sometimes people who are close to you can be that way too. Like personally, my family is very conservative, scary conservative. Um, and it's hard to deal with sometimes, but. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, uh, if you're going to be dealing with people who are, or who have, uh, just views that you don't share. I mean, first off, uh, I'd say, I mean, try to, try to work it out. Like, you know, nobody's going to agree on everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, try to work it out. But at the same time, I mean, if they have views that you just really cannot ever, you know, sympathize with, uh, then you just have to, I guess, slowly, uh, stop being their friend or I guess maybe slowly they just stop communicating with them. Yeah. Like, you know, be an acquaintance, but just, uh, just don't do any more than that, I guess. You know? Again, it depends on the, the issue, you know. Mm-hmm. If someone's a Nazi, I would never be <laughs> friends with them. And, you know, it's just it's an interesting thing of, like, what 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 do you personally care about? And yeah, you know, it's like morality is really hard because, I mean, you know, we, we all personally think that whatever we believe is right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, there's no real moral uh, judgment book that we all have to follow. And, you know, so like and people have their own amendment rights to to believe and say whatever they want to believe and say and all that stuff. So, I mean, I can't really infringe on that. All I can do is say, hey, this is how I feel about it. So this is how we going to be about it. True. I think it's important to open up like a conversation and at least try to inform them of like, hey, this is maybe why you're wrong, at least in my eyes. And I don't know, just talking to them sometimes can help. But sometimes people are so stubborn and they don't want to be told like that their opinion is invalid. Well, and it's, these opinions are their entire lives. They've had them. Yeah. So that's a huge deal for people to have their friends say, that's not right, that you're thinking that your whole life. Um, And I'm not saying like, oh, it's tough, you know, I'm not excusing them for these things, but if it's a very good friend and they're willing to listen to you and they're, they're like, at the end of it, they're like, okay, I never thought of it like that. I feel like you've had success in that situation. Yo, Mm -hmm. what do you say that though? Because I feel like that's what we should have been doing with uh the neo-nazi guy that showed up on campus like the way that we responded to him i personally just thought it was ridiculous because i was like you know the way that we're just everybody crowded around the guy right and they're all yelling yelling in his face and just screaming their uh uh their chances stuff about how he needs to get off the campus or whatever his hate needs to stop and i think you know what they're saying is right like you know hate should stop but like at the same time uh, I feel like the way they did it just isn't going to be effective. I mean, you yelling in the guy's face isn't going to make him want to change his mind. I feel like, if anything, uh, it'll make him more stubborn in his ways. See, I think it wasn't even about him. I think it showed that it wasn't about disrespecting him or yelling in his face. I think it sh- it was a, more of a way to show the campus and you know whoever's watching that we're not a, we're against Nazism. Or we're not going to stand for something like that. Yeah, like protests aren't necessarily to like change the person's mind but it's like to come together and unify and be like hey as a group we all kind of have each other and we can be against this together and like nobody's alone and nobody's going to be like ostracized by this one man who's trying to like start a fight and like protests have historically been like very significant and to say like they have no impact i think is incorrect i mean i'm not saying they got no impact i'm just saying we need to like if we're going to protest we should at the same time also have a way to talk with the dude or the Mm -hmm. chick you know whoever so they can see from a more logical standpoint like hey this is why we feel this way and maybe we can come to an agreement on stuff you know i can see that i think uh, that guy specifically though was never gonna open a conversation yes he didn't say anything in his entire however many hours he was out there i get your point i really do get your point especially like Mm -hmm. with different issues but like i feel like nazism is just too far to even try and conversate about yes because the history's there and like openly there compared to other histories so i think situations like that you know you don't you don't have to feel obliged to have a conversation with them i agree okay. so yeah if we if you knew someone similar would you guys would you guys ever not well you said unfriend yeah like people like my family like i can't unfriend them right and you kind of just have to tolerate them or again try to educate them but they don't like that <laughs> yeah pretty much like i know i got my family and uh a lot of them are very, uh, you know, stuck on some views that I don't personally agree with. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, I just personally say, hey, like you feel that way and that's cool. I feel this way and that's cool. And, you know, I still love y'all. Y'all my peoples. So it's all good. But uh, just know that, you know, if we're ever talking about that, that uh, certain situation, you know, we're just not going to agree. 
fucking. So we just don't. Some people take it very personally, though. Like, if I disagree with one of my family members, they're like, oh, you're basically an idiot and you're betraying us, which is really strange to me because you should be able to have your own opinion. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's weird with the family, you know. The family mm-hmm. is always, you know, they're always there for you and they want the best for you. Right. And so if they feel like their uh, opinions on things are right and your opinion differs from theirs, I mean, they're trying to tell you, hey, you know, our opinion is right. So, you know, listen to this because we care about you and stuff. But just sometimes it it just doesn't add up, you know. Sometimes their opinion just doesn't match with yours mm-hmm. and you just kind of kind of sit with it. And honestly, with family, in my perspective, if if you just kind of don't bring up those topics, I mean, I guess I know the whole conversation thing, but like if you know that they will not change their mind, mm-hmm. a lot of times I think it's just easier to just be happy together than like stressed or te- have tension in the room, stuff like that, you know, especially if you don't see them that often. Like I totally get the conversation, but sometimes for me, it's just easier to like talk about different things. No, I t- that's exactly how I feel about it. You know, like. A lot of close family, you know, love them to death. They you just, don't see them that much, you know. You just want to enjoy the time. See, y'all ain't in my family. <laughs> like, they will bring it up night and day, talk about it. Well, that's different, yeah. bringing it up, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't, I wouldn't personally bring it up if someone Yeah, I usually don't. And they bring it up and, I'm, and like, they kind of gather together oh. and they're like, oh, like, this is our opinion, haha. And I'm just like, ooh, no. And I kind of simmer and then I'm like, you guys are wrong, actually. That's when you just see, start a straight up fight. Just yeah. start fighting. That's our family. <laughs> Just start throwing some fists. All right, guys. Are we? Should we move on to later topics? Let's do it. All right. So after all that, um, <laughs> last topic here: things we wish we knew before high school. Is that? I think it was like during high school. During high school. High school times. What do you wish you knew? Uh, what do I wish I knew? I I wish I knew how college worked. First of all, That's oh true. my gosh. I was so confused. Literally about no college. clue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, completely clueless. And just that's what I'd say that's my number one. I remember I applied to the University of Florida and that was the only school I applied to because that's the only school I knew of. And, you know, half of that's ignorance. That's funny. Yeah. Half of that was ignorance. That's the opposite. But uh, it was just because like they were like, oh, yeah, this is the number one school in the state. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll apply there. You know, whatever. You know, just glad I got in. I would have been a mess if I (laughs) didn't get in. Yeah. I applied here in USF and I applied here like the last day because I for some reason, I was like, there's no way to I would get in here. And I think it's because growing up, my parents were obsessed with the Gators and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, it was, like, this hierarchy thing. Go Gators. But I did it on the last day, and here I am. See, I was kind of the opposite of you guys. Like, I was very obsessed with college since, like, middle school. And even in high school, like, one of the things I wish I knew back in high school was, like, college isn't going to be everything. Um like, I just hyped it up. I would always go to, like, these conferences and, like, learn all about these colleges. And I wanted to go to, like, like Vanderbilt and Berkeley and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I applied to those places. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I don't know, like, like, I had such a strong idea of what college would be that when I got here, it was such, like, a clash of my opinions. And I was like, oh, this isn't, like, what I imagined. Um, Even though, like, I knew... Kind of what you're saying, like you didn't know about college. Like I knew like too much about college, and yeah. I think it kind of altered my perspective. That's interesting, because I, I, like Marcus said, I was just, I literally knew nothing. Like I didn't, I don't think I ever knew what the word fraternity was or anything. Yeah, I had no clue. Right? First off, didn't know that there was a difference between fraternity and sorority, what? right? I knew nothing. Didn't about know that. there was a difference. Didn't know what credits were. I mean, I didn't know anything. Yeah, so like coming insane. in, I was like, oh, credits. Uh, <laughs> I have these ace things. I don't know if they apply. Like I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, I had no idea. Like course codes, didn't know any of that stuff. Applying for classes, anything. I Which, mean, I was completely clueless. I think it's sad because I would have dual enrolled if I knew more about college. I dual enrolled. <laughs> yeah, hey, and excuse me. I took too many classes. But Kelsey's grad. She could have graduated like a year before me. Like that. Like I really wish I dual enrolled and got all of those things way cheaper and out of the way earlier. Very true. I'm not saying I enjoyed my four years a lot, you know, and yeah. what I took was really actually cool and stuff. But like from a financial standpoint, just, you know, I think that's a really good option. Yes. If you have like dual enrollment or like going to your local community college for really cheap, then I suggest you do that if you're a high school student. I mean, it works for, for most people who actually try to do it. I know I got mad homies who uh who did dual enrollment and stuff like that. And they're out there just saving money, getting credits. I mean, yeah. what can I say? See, I did high school, though, 
like normal high school with dual enrollment. So I was taking like nine classes at one time in high school, which is like crazy. God dang, girl. Yeah. Um, but like it gave me a lot of credits. Like I didn't have to take science classes in college. Um, like Marcus took this dumb dinosaur class last semester that he hated. Don't take that's my class, man. Dinosaur. I class. took it in dual enrollment, and it was much easier because it was in my local community college. And I was like, hey, let's go. Yeah, anybody here at the University of Florida <laughs> public service announcement right now, do not take Age of Dinosaurs. Worst class. Or period. Wildlife Issues, because it's the same program. Is it? Yes. Wow. Literally so on the bad. buying screen, it says, or you can buy Age of Dinosaurs. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, never, never, ever. Don't do it. Don't do it. I enjoyed it. It's such a waste of time. Like The tests are not even, they're just multiple choice on your computer with no one watching you. No, I had to take it through Proctor U. Really? Yeah, I had to take it through hey, Proctor U. I didn't U. have to. It was so messed up. That's rough. Jeez. Anyway. What else do you wish you knew besides college? Uh, the people you don't like are not going to matter the second you leave high school. True. Like, the popular kids. Like, I don't know. I feel like I was very bothered by them in high school, and I was like, these people are all terrible. And now I'm just like, they don't even pass my mind. Okay, okay. We got we got some haters in the, in the world for Kelsey over here. <laughs> no, for me it was very interesting because, um, kind of more definitely more in middle school. I was like obsessed with, you know, wearing the right kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was actually that person was very worried about that stuff. Um, and then finally, like, you know, high school and kind of towards the end, I realized I was just having fun with my specific friend group, who I guess at the time was like more of the cool group or whatever. So outside of like the pop I don't know it was a weird hierarchy in my school but mm-hmm. but I totally agree like these people that you see in your class every day that like say annoying things you're like now you don't have to uh follow them man even in terms of drama like there was so much high school drama at least for me and Kirsten and I feel like now it's just like why were we like I don't that? even know what drama is anymore Yo, I want to hear one good Someone story what's one drama? good drama story from high school there's too much <laughs> it's not even fun drama it's like Sad drama. It's like traumatizing drama. <laughs> Dang, what? You don't want to know. <laughs> I mean, like, there was almost no drama, at least for me, Dude. during high school it's until my senior year. Like, my senior That's year, us. it all started kind True. of popping Senior off, year was, you know? like, wild. Yeah. I don't even remember freshman or junior year. Same, though. Yeah, I just remember, like, I was friends with almost everybody in my class mm-hmm. all the way until my senior year. And then senior year, people just started dropping like flies. I really? was like, what? I mean, I didn't even... I don't even remember changing. I just feel like people just started saying, oh, like this guy, yeah, he's not our friend. What? And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, whatever. But I always have my, my little squad, you know? So it's it's always lit. See, like Kirsten mentioned ACE before, and that's like this accelerated program type thing. And I feel like every kid in that group in our school was like pretty close, and we all knew each other because we all had the same classes. But like senior year, we did kind of like separate into different little groups. But yeah, like for me, it was the... Uh, there's the Hispanic ladies. They always separate into their little squad. They had their little clique. There are the band freaks. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, I was <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> That's so funny to me. I would never know that. Right, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in the marching band and the jazz band. And, like, I had all my homies who used to do that, too. Who else was there? There was the, uh, there was the, the cheaters. I mean, the actual people who just cheated their way through Cambridge. I mean, that was just hilarious. Like there's this one guy, right? He would, uh, he had these two twins as friends, right? Mm-hmm. And they would do all the cheating for him. <laughs> like he would take tests. Like we'd be in Spanish class, and these two Hispanic girls, twins, would just cheat for him on a test. Like I was like, how did this guy <laughs> get these two girls to cheat for him on these tests? Like they must have been in love with that dude. Our high school valedictorian, like, wasn't there a <laughs> scandal with like her cheating? Yes, she cheated on a test, but. Apparently, I mean, I don't know the details, but apparently because her parents donated to the school, oh, yeah, yeah. she didn't get kicked out. It was a huge thing. It was. Like, people were upset about it. Yeah, you got, you got them parents who make that uh, that financial donation, and then everything kind of gets covered up, don't it? True. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, my parents definitely wouldn't do that because we ain't got no money to donate. <laughs> yeah, my daughter would be like, screw you. If anything, my pops or my mom would be like, yeah, if y'all trying to donate to us, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make your donations now. All right, other stuff we wish we knew? Nope. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, obviously, like, savoring the moments would be nice. Like, you don't realize how nice high school is till you leave. Yeah, yeah, savor the moments. Like, anything that uh, that sounds like fun, like, do it. Yeah, yeah definitely do it. 
like I remember um, my senior year was one of my favorite times uh, in high school because I just had so much fun hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost every day I used to hang out with this guy named Tyler Smithwick. Yo, shout out my boy. <laughs> I hope you listen to this right now. Anyway. Send uh, this part. Yeah. Uh, he would always like invite us over to his house and we'd be playing Mario Kart, ordering pizza. And at first it was like an every Friday type thing because we were all in the band and then we would go to the football games after we go to his house. That's cute. So it was cool. But then we just had so much fun. We would just hang out every day. Yeah. And that ended up happening for the whole semester. Yeah. Your senior year, just hang out with as many people as possible. Yeah. You'll get your homework done and all that. Like you really will. I Because high school too, I had so much easier of a time of getting homework done and then like having free time. Like now I feel like I have homework 24 seven. Yeah. But high school is the time to, you know, do it last minute. <laughs> true because they don't matter that much and it really doesn't like again grades not that important if honestly if you do more extracurricular stuff that i feel like that matters a lot more to colleges yeah. now i like, mean honestly i did almost zero work in high school zero right? i mean i remember <laughs> sitting in class doing the homework the day it's due yep. The teacher's watching me do the homework. <laughs> teachers do not care. They're just like, hurry up, okay, then you can turn it in. <laughs> but no, like, even, like, me and Kirsten, like, we had so many free periods during the day. Like, I don't even know if we went to class. Like, we would just have free periods, and we would leave campus, and we would just, like, go hang out at, like, a park. And then after school, when school ended, for some reason, we'd come back to campus and then leave again and hang out after school. Or we had, like, clubs. Was fun. Like, we I had, like, it. acting and, like, uh, academic team. Like all that stuff, and that was fun. those are basically excuses to just hang out with people, right? So even if you don't think you're into something, just join it. Like yeah. I, acting was really fun, and I mean, my school—it depends on your schools. So my school was very laid back with stuff like acting. Mm-hmm. Some schools are very rigid, rigid, rigid. But um, just join something to just do something after school with people. See, that's what I wish I knew like earlier years. Like I yeah. didn't join stuff till like junior, senior year. Like I wish I knew that like freshman year. For sure, I agree. All right, guys. Um, should we answer our submitted question? Yes. Very excited about this one. All right. So what is it? What is it? Kirsten? Oh. <laughs> yeah, wait. Are you, girl? Uh, let me let me find it. Hold on. But we can preface this by saying this is submitted by user, not user, listener, Anna F. Anna F. Thank you for submitting, Anna. Yeah, thank you very so much, sweet. Anna. Thank you for tuning in. All right. This is a little, kind of a strange question, but here we go. <laughs> Public bathrooms are gross, and I've always been u- afraid of using them. How do I get over this fear? <laughs> so, Anna, I feel you. Public bathrooms oh, are pretty Marcus gross. Oh, Marcus put that flush toilet noise in now. Perfect. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. Um, I don't know. That's a strange fear, though. Like, I get public bathrooms are disgusting, but I don't know. Just okay, so here's the first thing. Yeah. I know everything you need to do. First things first. Anytime you're going to uh, use the bathroom, especially for you ladies, since y'all actually sit down, right? Yeah, that's the bad part. Get that toilet paper. This is, and, I hate this question. Yo, you cover the toilet seat because that's just nasty. And then uh, for you fellows out there, I mean, it don't really matter for y'all because, you know, y'all don't even have to touch anything. So, But that's number one. Number two, wash everything. Wash your hands. Wash your arms. <laughs> your arms. I mean, wash your very arms. <laughs> Take a shower. Just wash your face there, too. Yeah, no. just, just wash everything possible because it's nasty. All right, but, like, honestly, I don't know a lot about guy bathrooms. And this isn't the question, but, like, Marcus. Yeah. Guy bathrooms, like, how are they? <laughs> uh, Well, I don't know about women's restrooms, but I assume that they're nicer than guys' restrooms because... You'd be surprised. Guys are nasty, man. You know, First off, you know, mm. like, the guys always miss the toilet. So, like, there's always just urine all over the floors. It's just... Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a mess. Is that like splashback? Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's <laughs> just a, okay. it's not nice. <laughs> like public bathrooms are nasty. But you know what's actually crazy though is like there was some commercial that I saw. I forget. Uh-huh. I think it was a commercial or uh, some public service announcement. I don't know. But they were saying that even private bathrooms, like your own bathrooms in your homes, mm-hmm. are can be just as dirty yeah, as your public bathroom. <laughs> Kelsey's like mine is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but no, generally bathrooms are gross. Yeah, girl, it's not a weird fear. Um, everyone's scared of bathrooms. <laughs> not nobody <laughs> that true. The I'm best, kidding. the best piece of advice is to hold it until you get back to your home. That's true. That's but sometimes unhealthy. you can't. It's not healthy. Okay, okay. Coming to college, I had this breakthrough, breakthrough revelation mm-hmm. that no bathroom 
of mine was private because I lived in a dorm and it was the worst thought of my life. With communal like, bathrooms. What a terrible thing to go through that you don't have any private bathroom. So uh, as soon as you're out of that dorm, get an apartment with your own bathroom. Yes. And you'll feel a lot better about your life. It was funny for me because, I mean, I didn't and I still don't care. I mean, I really have like no privacy I, and I just never cared. I mean, but I know that it might be different for me than for you guys, but uh, like I never had any space in my dorm. So like, you know, people would always walk in on me doing whatever, whether I'm like, you know, sleeping or whether I'm doing homework, whether I'm playing with friends, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so like, I mean, I'd, I'd never have any privacy, but I'd, it never really bothered me. And it was the same with the bathrooms. Like, you know, we all had to share them, but like it never actually bothered me. Only thing that kind of sucked was having to wait for people who were there if I was trying to go and they were like taking the stalls and stuff. That was the only thing that sucked for me. See, I feel like girls kind of have a different experience because they kind of do more in the bathroom, I think. Like they got to like shave their legs. Sometimes it's not a good time of the month. Sometimes you got to put on makeup. You got to do your hair. You're like always in the bathroom as a girl. And I think even like public bathrooms or like communal bathrooms, like, I don't know. For girls, it's different. Like you want your privacy when you're, you know, putting yourself together. Yeah, I got you. I mean, I'm I'm always in and out, you know? Yeah. So that's that's just what it is for me. I can see how y'all got it a little different. Yeah. But in terms of just regular public bathrooms, which is what Anna is asking, I think, um, just try to be tidy. Like, if the bathroom's disgusting, like, do what Marcus said. Like, put some toilet paper on the seat. Use another one. You, yeah, use a different one. Another stall. one. <laughs> um. The answer is know that you're going to be in public and go before and after, period. Go before you get there and then go after you're back home. But if you can't, just try to be tidy. Carry some hand sanitizer. Wash your hands. Yeah, carry... uh, Be clean. Some hand sanitizer and some... uh, What do they call that? Some some Febreze. (laughs) Febreze. Carry some Febreze. Bro, because them bathrooms be ranked. All right. Anyways, <laughs> Kirsten did not participate like at all because that was awful. I think that was a good question, though, guys. Thanks, Anna F. Yeah, uh, thanks, Anna. Really deep um, <laughs> question. <laughs> so, guys, I think we're set. We're all done. Right. We're wrapping up. Completed. Sorry, listeners. I know you want to hear us forever. True. We're so charming. But we gone. So, right, uh, until next week, I'm Kirsten. I'm Kelsey. And it's your boy, Marcus. Signing out. Bye. Peace. Yeah.